This B-Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com B-E. That's IXL.com B-E. We are proud to partner with MyFlex Learning. MyFlex Learning is a scheduling platform that helps middle and high schools meet the individual needs of all students. Students can easily create and manage time for flex blocks, wind time, activity periods, RTI, counselor and teacher appointments, and so much more. Even my favorite, Synergy Time. And with its built-in accountability tool and reporting features, my flex learning solves your challenges around getting kids where they need to be and understanding how flex time is spent. Make flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com slash B-E. Welcome to the Cybertraps podcast. I am Jethro Jones, this week coming to you from Houston, Texas, where I'm attending a conference. I am the host of the podcast, Transformative Principal and author of the book, School X, How to Redesign Your School for the People Right in Front of You. And in just a few couple of weeks, I'm gonna be releasing my next book, how to be a transformative principal. And I'm pretty excited about that. That comes out March 15th. I'm a former principal at all levels of K-12 education. Greetings, everyone. I'm Frederick Lane, an author, attorney, and educational consultant, usually based in Brooklyn, New York. But I, too, am on the road this week, and I'm up in Anchorage, Alaska, at the 2022 Alaska Society for Technology and Education Conference. And so I'm delighted to... uh, have an opportunity to speak here and to interact with the educators. We have the president of ASTI, who I'll introduce in a moment. Uh, as I have said in the past, many of you have heard this, I'm the author of 10 books, including most recently Cybertraps for Educators 2.0, Raising Cyberethical Kids, and Cybertraps for Expecting Moms and Dads. Jethro and I have teamed up to bring timely, entertaining, and useful information to teachers, parents, and others about the risks arising from the use and misuse of digital devices. Over the coming weeks and months, we'll be talking to some of the world's leading experts from the fields of education, parenting, sociology, cyber safety, and more. Join us as we look at what it takes to better navigate our increasingly high-tech world. For more information or to donate to our work, please visit centerforcyberethics.org. The Cybertraps podcast is a production of the Center for Cyberethics, a 501c3 independent nonpartisan educational institute dedicated to the study and promotion of cyber ethics as a positive social force through research, curricular development, publishing and media, professional training, and public advocacy. Greetings there, Jethro. Well, happy Monday. It looks like we crossed paths at some point in the air <laughs> or something and went to went opposite directions. Yes, I wound up in your old stomping ground and I've only been to Texas twice, so that doesn't count for me. <laughs> yeah. well, good. Or a little more than that. But in any case, what I would like to do is to introduce the president of ASTI, the Alaska Society for Technology and Education, 
who is Bill Burr. He is in the midst of running this conference up here, so it's a real treat that he took some time out to talk with us. And Bill, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you very much. I, I appreciate the invite. Yeah, well, it's been a treat. We're happy to have you. Um, I know Bill. He's an awesome guy. I can't believe you actually nailed him down for an interview. This is amazing. And I'm sure that his stress level is very high, not being right. available to deal with whatever emergency they're going to text him about. I'm I don't sure know. You should see the size minute. of the coffee he walked in with. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's an indication. So, so Bill, we're on the last day of the ASTI conference. Second to last. Second day. to last. Oh, you have yeah. some more stuff tomorrow. Okay. I'm I'm catching the red eye at 1 a.m. this morning, oh, so yeah, it feels like fun. the last day to me. <laughs> um, so we're back together after, what, a couple of years? Yep, it, since uh, 2020, when right before the, the major shutdown, so we had our conference in February of 2020, knowing that there was a question about what was, what was going to come. And then last year, we went completely virtual mm -hmm. um, for the first time in 41 years of the conference. And then this year, we have a mix. We have some uh, limited number of in-person, as well as we are broadcasting uh, a hybrid session so that people can attend if even if they couldn't make it. Yeah, well, I, I have very personal connection to what you're talking about because ASTI 2020 was my last business trip. <laughs> and now I'm back on the road and it's ASTI 2022. So um, in a lot of ways, Bill, this has been a very meaningful trip for me and I, I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, and ASTI is a great conference and because Alaska is so spread out, it is a great meeting place for people who don't get opportunities to see each other very often. So I'm sure that there's a lot of excitement about being in person. I know my good friend and former librarian, Tana Martin is there and she is happy. She's been texting me all weekend <laughs> about it, which is awesome. Um, but uh, the, the thing that's so great about it is that Alaska has been doing virtual stuff for years because you've had to. So can you talk a little bit about that evolution bill of, of how you've been able to support people throughout the years the conference is really a way for people to come together, but you do, you've done things for years about supporting people. And what, what does that look like before everybody else learned what uh, virtual meetings were, you know, assi has been doing them for years. So tell us about that. Sure. Uh, Alaska was one of the last states that had educational technologies that the te technologists in school districts that came out of the classroom. Uh, a lot of the lower 48 had at Hawaii, had moved into the uh, professional technology positions. But in Alaska, we held out much longer where we had teachers learning on the, uh, you know, in the classroom, those technology pieces. So they were, uh, as a state, we were much more likely to do things that were connecting teachers to teachers mm -hmm. as opposed to just having the, the back end network. So we, we were desperate for bandwidth forever. And we tried everything we could to make sure that we could take those long distances where we'd have fly in only villages in the same, you know, in the same community. So we, we were looking at desktop video, which was horrible <laughs> in the early days, even though we did our absolute best. And then when uh, video teleconferencing came in, um, the North Slope got it first. And it was 
it was hiccupy, but it was it was new. They could they could communicate with uh, a large number of their own sites, which would take a plane and multiple days to 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 get there. Um, when I was out in Aleutians East, we were the second ones, uh, just because we were small and it was easy easier to get the uh, internet service provider to come <laughs> in and take care of us. So we um, right away started. Uh, trying to get classes connected. By chance, we had um, channel, uh, channel 11 news from Anchorage came out hmm. and it just happened at that time that we were able to connect all of our sites as well as the only jellyfish scientist that was uh, getting a PhD. She was writing her own PhD from Berkeley and had been studying jellyfish in Cold Bay. Oh, wow. So she, because she was finding brand new jellyfish that nobody had ever seen before. And this is all being broadcast. And the news crew is there and it's purely accidental. And they're, and they're eating it up. Right? And, and they're, they're, they're eating it up. And she's naming the jellyfish after the people that she stayed with and, and Cold Bay School. And she's just naming them. So when we moved to it, She's, she said, we, I'd found 20 some odd jellyfish. And then we moved over to look at the, the, the aquarium and there's one jellyfish left. There's, <laughs> there's only one there. And we said, oh, it must have eaten them. <laughs> so I, she took a pencil, a pencil eraser, put it in the water and poked it. And all the other jellyfish squirted it back out. Oh, God. <laughs> so... <laughs> it was just the great just, image <laughs> yeah so it, and uh you know and the, so we got this the, the news crew was there we were all excited and then as video tele, uh, teleconferencing moved out a lot of school districts in alaska immediately went to we're going to teach over this uh full-time um over this uh the, this new technology even though we were minimal bandwidth mm. we started putting in uh, e-rate um requests for well, the substantial sure. amounts yeah. of of um of money to dedicate that uh, video teleconferencing and then as that got a little older and desktop video caught up we were uh, we were adjusting back to that so connecting teachers for social emotional learning just having somebody in a two teacher site or a one teacher site being able to communicate with other teachers um, is essential. Uh, Alaska's cold and, and, and dark lonely. and lonely <laughs> and teachers talking with teachers and is incredible. And they brought all that information. They, they come to, to ASTI and then yep. share with everybody else. And it's like, I remember you, I, I saw you on- you know, yeah, Such and such. Yeah, well, it's been amazing. I mean, you guys just adapted to the Zoom education thing so easily because of that. So this year's conference, the 2022 conference, is built around crowdsourcing. So what's the motivation behind that? What were you guys thinking about? Well, uh, we crowd we crowdsource without calling it that constantly in education. Mm -hmm. So we taking a lot of people that are I, I don't want to say interchangeable, but they change year to year. You have yeah. new ideas. And, and try and get into the new path. So a, a school might have an almost complete staff changeover 
with brand new ideas, but it still has to fit into that, that group. And, and crowdsourcing has been around for a long time. Most people who sit, think of crowdsourcing, they, they think of monetary, they think of Kickstarter, Indiegogo, uh, Wikipedia is a great crowd, crowd, right, sure. crowdsource. But crowdsourcing and education is taking uh, not just the classroom, but all the, the teachers together in, in districts and making that path forward based on all of those different parts. We're, we're too separated as a, a, a series of districts in the state mm. to have a, a central location. Um, so working with each other and having that communication tool over Zoom or Canvas or you know, any, any type of connection where content can be kept um, so the Google suites and all of Google suites. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, and, and we've tried many things to have that central location. How can we share what we're doing with each other and how do we do it so that, that the teacher doesn't feel overwhelmed and, and alone. So a crowdsourcing from a student to teacher standpoint is personalized learning in the extreme. How would you like to, to play a role in where we go mm. uh, tomorrow. And so the, the crowdsource concept of we come together for the conference and crowdsource. I was just going to say we that. We have yeah. teachers <laughs> teaching content for other teachers. It, it, it's amazing how much we have where people are willing to, to help other people as we crowdsource material with as the conference moves on it I, I i'm stunned i've been around technology and education for a really long time now and even the, the five minutes when i have a chance and i can stop into a session i'm just stunned at the level of both interaction from our mm. uh, our people as well as as who's presenting well i think one of the things you know i'm sort of responding to this jethro at an emotional level you know just being at a conference again and I think the pandemic, for me at least, drove home this idea that the physical getting together is very much a form of crowdsourcing. You know, and we're not too crowded by any stretch of the imagination for a variety of reasons, but, but that spontaneous real-time interaction and feedback loop is really valuable. And, and obviously, we can replicate some of that with technology, and, and I think that's what this is about. But boy, it's hard to replace that one-to-one. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. this, uh, the, the last few days, just the, even, even from vendors, we are so happy to see people. <laughs> we are, we are just astounded that we can see people again and, and, and talk to them and, and, and they're all happy. And right. it, yeah. It yeah. really, really makes a difference because people have been looking at zoom and although, you know, we could, it works, uh, we, but <laughs> it, it does. It, you know, you've got the ongoing joke. So when it, you know the cat shows up, <laughs> right. no, really, I'm here. It, it, that that type of uh, of Zoom, we're we grasp at straw. So we we want to have something that that breaks the the norm that makes it so much more mm -hmm. uh, engaging, and you can live with that for two more weeks. Thinking, did you hear about the yeah, right, right, that's <laughs> Now let's go back to our meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in this conference today uh, or this weekend, um, what do you think has been the the best takeaway? You know, putting aside the collaboration, but in terms of the ideas, the concepts, what have you seen that's kind of new and interesting that you'll be watching over the next little bit? 
So I think we're extending much further into the student-led. Um, mm. we, we've concentrated in the last few years, especially on, on social emotional of the students. And you have the COVID gap or the COVID challenge. Or the those, ghost children who the, don't come back. Or the <laughs> ghost children that, right. that we think are there and, and aren't coming back. And I think the, the, what, I'm, what I'm seeing in sessions and in communication and talking with people is they are really concentrating on not just the foundational skills in teaching, mm. but the actual students themselves. Mm. And you can really see that, uh, especially those schools that have been in and out of school. Uh, so they're doing digital and coming back. Right. They are concentrating much more on the development of students to an extent rather than how did you do on your worksheet? Mm. And it's how are you? Right? <laughs> I, so I, right. I think that that uh, that view and crowdsource fits there too that the view of the group uh is important we we spent so much time in education saying you, you can't miss anybody but we're gonna go we're gonna bowl in the middle <laughs> right. knock knock the pins out on the center and the some will fall down on their own and then you concentrate i think we're looking at the the building itself so, so a more holistic approach to everything and i think it's not something that they're specifically concentrating on i think it's it's just happened. Mm, we want to communicate with people and we want to be there. And I think that from an educational standpoint, I think teachers are looking at that too. I really want all my kids there instead of, <laughs> I have 30 kids in a classroom and I'm not sure how I can stop them from climbing out the window. Uh, it, now it's, I am looking forward to every, and I get notes uh, in my normal job <laughs> and I'll get notes from principals and say, we have everybody here. And how often did that happen sure. before the, the pandemic? So that becomes a celebration. It is a celebration in itself. Yeah. Well, and to to add to that, the we didn't pay attention when kids weren't there like we're paying attention now. And that, I think, it, it goes back to what you're saying about being focused on individual kids and not on the, the school-wide data, for example, you know? So <clears throat> one of the things that I did uh, early on in my principal career was we had a, a school where our attendance was 85% was our average daily attendance. And we were titled one school and we needed to get that up because that was one of our goals. And we did all kinds of crazy stuff to do it and try to figure out how to make it go up parties and celebrations and things like that. And the thing that really worked was building a connection with the kids and getting to know what was going on with them. And we got our attendance up to 95% and that's great. But then we still had 5% of our kids that weren't showing up. And so we started looking and seeing what's going on. And we found out that we didn't have any more chronically absent kids like we had before. They were just just 5% of our kids happened to be sick or going on vacation or doing whatever each day. And it wasn't this, the same 10 to 15, 20 kids who were constantly gone because they were starting to feel this connection. And that's, that's what I think is so important about what we're paying attention to now is we really are striving to have more connections with kids. And I'm at this trauma conference in, um, in Houston right now. And that's what a lot of the takeaways are here as well that it's about the connection. And without that connection, it makes everything else more difficult. 
Absolutely. And it's it's being brought upon by not having connection. I, I, quite literally. literally. <laughs> quite literally, we haven't had the connection. And having that be a center of now really trying to connect with our students is, is amazing. And you would never have predicted that having no communication would cause a great amount more having that personal connection, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. So I think we've gotten some interesting lessons, Bill, in terms of, you know, the, the limits of technology in some ways, you know, what you were referencing earlier. Yes, we're in these little boxes, but we feel constrained in a way <laughs> by that very boundary around us. And so what this conference in some ways I would argue is about is, is breaking those walls down, not getting out of our little zoom walls and, going forward in a much more, um, hopefully, uh, healthy and, and meaningful way. So as, are you, what's your term of presidency? Do you continue on? No, I actually am done at the end of the conference and the introduction. <laughs> tick, tick, tick. Yeah, in, 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 two, in two days. This is my third round uh, as president. So um, I moved to past president on, on Tuesday, and it'll be that will be my ninth year of being either <laughs> president-elect, president, or past president. Wow! And I move into the treasurer, and I'm going to do double duty next year. So it's it. Uh, I will be done, and we'll have a new president. Uh, who will that be? Uh, that will be uh, Carlin Walker. Okay. Um, who uh, is is actually absent from this conference right now? Yeah, I wasn't sure um, I know her. Yeah. But uh, she's going to do a wonderful job. We're really looking forward. That's fantastic. Well, you know, one of the things I. I uh, realized coming up, I think may have mentioned this is my 10th anniversary of being involved with ASTI, and it's it's been an absolute delight. I have in one of my slide presentations, Jethro, the uh, what's called a ululuk, is that the correct pronunciation? Um, it's a curved knife that's used by the Inuit to de-skin salmon and seals, which doesn't really get much use in Brooklyn, but makes the most amazing chopped salads. Yeah. <laughs> And the ulu is a gift that we give to every uh, parent of young kids. It is the best knife for cutting up any kind of kids' food. Also, so (laughs) we bought we bought a box of twenty of them uh, right after right when we were leaving. It got, and now we give those as gifts to people all the time. Well, I think the most amazing part of the story was that this is back a lot closer to 9-11 and I still managed to get it home to Brooklyn without TSA having a cow about it. But I think, you know, for me, and and one of the reasons I'm so excited to have you talking with us, Bill, is that the culture and community in Alaska is really phenomenal. I've been so impressed by that. And I actually started coming up here, Jethro, when I was living in Vermont. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of similarities, oddly enough, between one of the smallest states in the country and the largest. But the mentality, the approach to education, the embrace of the outdoors, it's really incredible stuff. And I, I see you incorporating elements of that into these conferences. Mm-hmm. It, and it, we're putting it on, we're volunteers, and we really want to help those that, that are coming mm. in it, and continue through the year and we always try and figure out what, what can we do to extend the, the learning beyond a, a four-day conference. Um, and we, we work very hard to keep those connections going. I, I have a story about Fred oh, God. because yeah. it happened during one of my, my previous president, presidencies. 
So I, I please seen, go ahead. <laughs> I, I've seen Fred, um, you know, he participating in ASTI, and we had a keynote speaker that was an artist in residence that left. They they just left, and we uh, we had to have a keynote the next morning, and we'd are, we had a lot of exciting things happen that <laughs> I won't get into, but it's something happened in every keynote, and so I, we tracked down Fred, and I had talked to him and said can you help us out? He's like, of course. And gave a keynote off the cuff and and was, it was brilliant. And it was just there. And he's like, I'm here, of course. And that's this conference. That's that flexibility. And we, we appreciate Jethro, you have spoken for us too. uh, And we, we can't thank you enough. Yeah. Well, the cool thing is, is that there is this, this feeling of community around ASTI that, um, started the first time I went with Damon Hargraves and he said, this is the best conference in the world and you get to see all your friends here. And sure enough, it is a super friendly environment. Everybody's excited to see everybody else. You bring people in and you have these great conversations and it's, you guys are just doing really great work. So I think crowdsourced is a good thing <laughs> for what ASTI has been for decades. I mean, you guys well, have been doing yeah, it and, a long time and, and you awesome. guys are at least intellectual donors to the birth of this podcast because i met jethro when he was hanging out with damon at yeah. asti and we kind of stayed in touch and he reached out and said hey you know what let's do it let's do something and and this is what emerged from that so there's something that asti can take credit for who knows yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case um let's uh let's i know you're like your phone is i'm sure going crazy but just give us a few thoughts on where you see asti going in the next couple of years you've got a new president coming in you know there's turnover on the board what kinds of issues are you hoping to focus on well some of the but i old guard um (laughs) are have been leaving the board over, over well, the years. Keith Zumidio, of course. Yes, right? uh, yeah. Keith, uh, Sam McFeeders, who did I con- uh, I did a contest, and and uh, uh, Damon was on on the board and right. ha- has moved on. Um, so we had seven people who left our board last year. We have a couple of uh, long running members running this year. Uh, currently, I've had the longest history <laughs> of, of being being on the board. Um, but the the new groups that are coming in are taking modern education that next step. So mm-hmm. the, the the personalized learning, a lot of school districts. Um, the new president is from the Kenai Peninsula Borough, which spent uh, has spent a great number of years both with digital learning as well as uh, personalized learning itself. I. I see a much more of the um, move toward the new, new. <laughs> Everybody right. says, well, new education, new math, but new, new math. Uh, and that, <laughs> we'll have new, new, new math uh, here around the corner. But I, I see it being that what was yesterday cannot possibly be tomorrow. And I think that's education to has to be moving. And that's where we're going. I, I, we're, we're going to be because we're smaller, which helps amazingly enough, even though you don't have the resources, it, it drags us quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can, we You're can more adjust nimble. more, right? and we're able to fail more than because we're not as much under the microscope. And get back up faster. And get up faster, yeah. um, <laughs> and the new ideas flowing in. So 
I see ASCII moving much more into that personalized conference experience where people know they're they're coming mm. for their their own PD rather than looking and going, hmm, I want to look through, I'll just find out what I want to go to. And they will say, this is why I'm coming. Mm. And are you going to present no, right, and right. track people down? So I, I see that as the, the modern education, the same way our students are going to say, no, I don't want to be in, in Mr. Burr's class because he's teaching, he just talks at me. He's not teaching the way mm. that he's not giving me that option. And I think Asti's going to flow that along. See, that's interesting. And it, just one last observation from me and then Jethro to you. But, uh, you know, I, I listened to your stories about the, the days of building the networks here in Alaska. And, and we, yeah, we do use the phrase old garden. It kind of strikes home a little bit. But I, I, I see this, this, the need to preserve that institutional knowledge and that sense of history, because how you get somewhere is often as important as where you're going. And it has a lot of interplay. And so I hope that there'll be some method, either it's stories or, you know, beers in the bar where this stuff gets handed down uh, to people going forward, because I think it's part of the spirit of Asti that there was a real frontier element to what you guys were doing. So anyway, that's my thoughts. It's uh, maybe I'm just spitting into the wind, but (laughs) I, I think you're right. And especially in Alaska, where you and Keith and a few others have really been leading the charge for decades, literally. And it's not um, that institutional knowledge. You've got to find a way to pass that on so that we don't have to relearn the lessons learned from that time. And, you know, I think that's an interesting challenge that you and the board has to face and um, continuing to keep the great things and getting rid of the the bad things that you all brought with you, you know, that's, that's a natural part of being a human. Right. And, and so being able to say, well, that got dark. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> as I was saying, it's uh it's good to, to be able to be reflective and think about how we can change it. And I think if, if you could say one thing, Bill, that you want to make sure continues um, that you've learned from your time being involved with ASTI, uh, what what should it be going forward at this time of likely change? Don't just fix something. Find out why it broke. Uh, that's tech tech words to live with. Mm. You can always fix something that's broken, but if you don't know why it broke, then you'll you'll just fix it eternally. That has a lot of application. I'm going to remember that one. Yeah. All right, Bill, I'd like to thank you so much. Uh, we would like to thank you. And yes, thank uh, you. it's been a real pleasure. It's been a great conversation. Well, thank you for the invite. My pleasure. So that wraps up this episode of the Cybertraps podcast. In the coming weeks, we'll continue our coverage of emerging trends in a variety of areas, including digital misconduct, cyber safety, cybersecurity, privacy, the future of technology and education and the challenges of high-tech parenting. Along the way, we'll talk to our growing collection of international experts who are helping us to understand the risks and the rewards of digital technology. You can find the Cybertraps podcast on all your favorite podcast apps. We hope that you'll share the show with your friends and colleagues and reach out to us if you have questions, topic suggestions, or guest suggestions. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, I'm at Jethro Jones and Fred is at Cybertraps. 
And if you're still listening, you must have loved this podcast. Please leave us a five-star rating and review in your podcast service. We appreciate having you with us and look forward to having you join us for our next episode. There are lots of solutions out there for giving students what they need when they need it. But when do they actually do all of those things? You need flexible time. When added into your master schedule, flex time enables students to get extra help or intervention, meet with teachers, make up work, get physical exercise, and try new enrichment offerings. If you're thinking of giving it a try, check out MyFlex Learning, which unlocks the benefits of flexible time without all the headaches you get with it usually. Its intuitive design and SIS integration makes implementation and training a breeze. Make your flex time work for you. Visit myflexlearning.com BE to learn more and receive $500 off your first year. That's myflexlearning.com BE. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase student achievement for all of your students, reliably meet tier one standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com B to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve these goals. That's IXL.com B-E.